This episode of Pompey Talk is brought to you in association with Portsmouth.co.uk. To stay in the know about everything happening at Fratton Park, including the latest news, analysis and transfer updates, take out an online Pompey subscription with the Portsmouth News today at portsmouth.co.uk forward slash subscriptions. Our offer starts at less than £1 a week. You'll get unlimited online access to award-winning reporting with fewer ads and free access to our digital edition and mobile app. Hello and welcome to Pompey Talk, the news podcast. I'm Jordan Cross, joined by Head of Sport, Mark McMahon and Blues writer Will Rooney to give you the inside track on the latest events at Fratton Park. On this week's show, unsurprisingly, it's the January window that takes centre stage as we give you the latest on interest in Birmingham Steve Seddon. Uh, Can Pompey wait to sign a left back? Why is Lee Brown so underrated? There's our old favourite Ben Thompson getting a mention along with Rasmus Nicolaisen and Paul Downing updates. You can download our podcast on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. So give us a listen, like and subscribe to get each edition downloaded to your device and keep your finger firmly on the PO4 pulse at portsmouth.co.uk. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Pompey Talk. We're already a week into the transfer window and joining us today to discuss what plans Pompey have between now and deadline day on February the 1st is Jordan Cross and Will Rooney. Welcome, lads. Hello, hello. Well, hope you all had a good Christmas and New Year. Yeah, yeah. It's been a, a semblance of normality res- restored to the Cross household. That sea of toys that's sprayed across the living room. It's been sent upstairs and some more into the attic. So uh, I think a few, and a few Pringles left and uh, some pretzels and some mixed nuts loitering around still. How about you? Oh, mate, mine was great. Mine was great. Yeah, loved every minute of it. Couldn't, be, couldn't wait to get back to work. <laughs> and Will couldn't go to the pub. No, it's, uh, you're talking about normality. There's no normality. I've got no air left. Friday, oh, mate. dear, Will. All gone. Drank and dry. So I'll have to go and get some tonight. I, 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 I don't want... I, I, don't, I don't mind confessing to our listeners that um, I'm going for a COVID, COVID test in a minute. Um, so there's a little, you know, a little bit of concern about that. Um, and there, I can't deny, yesterday we rushed out and bought five bottles of red wine. <laughs> 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 so uh, yeah, we're, gonna, we're ready. We're ready to hunker down now. Right. Um, let's hope that public England didn't hear that, Jordy, because if you <laughs> coronavirus and you went out to go and get a couple of bottles of wine, I don't think that is. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, moving on swiftly. Moving on quickly. <laughs> yes, moving on. Transfer window. We're nearly a week into it, as I said. Um, Jordy, there's been a, a bit of business already done by Pompey. Cameron Pring has went for Bristol, has went back to Bristol City after having his loan cut short due to energy crisis at Bristol City. And obviously, Jordy Hawula has signed until the end of the season. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a bit of early business. Um, it's good to get a couple of things out of the way so that Pompey can concentrate on what they need um, this January. 
yeah, Jordi Arul is a good one because, um, as we've been discussing as a sports desk this week, uh, Pompey need that, that depth uh, over the rest of the season, but also what they need are characters on board. I wrote a piece last summer about repairing cracks in the dressing room being key. They've gone a, lot of, a long way to doing that now, Pompey. And a big part of that is the players that aren't featuring. You know players that aren't featuring aren't going to be happy, of course, but Pompey got players that aren't featuring that are kind of peripheral players at the moment. They, 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 aren't, they aren't going to be causing unrest. And Jordi Arruda is firmly one of those. He's uh, come back into the fray after the uh, best part of a year out of football. Um, Pompey have got him back on track. Um, and obviously then it came through to uh, this month and uh, the contract being up. We then hear of Swindon's interest, how strong ever was. I'm not quite sure. Um, it may have been a bargaining tool. Um, but perhaps from an outside point of view, you would have thought he would have wanted the security of a longer term deal. Um, but Pompey have managed to secure his services to the end of the season. Um, they've got a player there. Uh, that can make a difference. Um, and just as an aside on this, I think Kenny, Kenny gets, gets a bit of a raw deal on it from, from people on, online particularly saying, oh, well, we need to see more of Jordi Arula, get him out there, get him, what could he reasonably expect to do? Start him in place of John Marcus when he was firing like he was, or he probably have been doing very well. Their, their form has been upwardly mobile. Um, the caveat to that is, I think that Kenny could have managed it a bit better by giving him some cameos. Uh, Blackpool being one, and uh, games going back to Northampton, and, and, and there's, there's games where Ipswich being another one where they were comfortable, um, and they could have got him on and, and given him uh, some some game time. But anyway, it hasn't uh, deterred Geordie from staying. Uh, you, everything you hear about him, he's a great lad around the place, good character. So big big box tick on that. Um, obviously, Cam Pring's what another one that we we can pick up on, uh, which is a more of a to be confirmed sort of situation, isn't it, Will? What's that solid campering with? Campering, yeah. Sorry, mate, I know I was going on a bit. I know I was waffling a bit, Will, but come on. <laughs> I mean, with Pring, I, I think after what Dean Holden said, it was expected, wasn't it, really? You only have to read between the lines. He, he wants to recall players, and he looked at the injury situation with De Silva and Carmel Dad and out injured. It was, it was inevitable, really. And um, obviously, when his long was up on, on Sunday, Bristol City took that option up. And the good thing is, I think you sort of lean towards it, Marcus. It's early enough in the window to react, isn't it? Pompey can get a new left back in now to, to challenge Lee Brown. It's not like it's come in the last week of transfer window when Pompey are scrabbling no. around and to get a, a replacement. At least they've got, what, three weeks now to to get someone else. And you think there's, like they've got for Nikolai, I'm sure we'll come on to, there's a contingency plan there to, to get someone else in but it's, it is a bit of a blog thing because he's played the same amount of games as, as Brown and you thought every game he was playing was getting better and better wasn't he, he was just learning what it took to be a more more defensively a league one defender and he was just getting mm-hmm. down obviously a hole where he was up against a, a potent threat in, in Malik Wilkes he, he, he played really well so yeah a mm-hmm. bit of a blow and obviously it disrupts the squad a little bit but it was it was inevitable really I, th- I think given the, the situation at Ashton Gate. Jordy Pompey have already been linked with um, Steve Seddon. Heard that Pompey fans know all too well um, following his loan spell last season, but it, it's it's not as straightforward as Pompey bringing them back in if they are indeed um, after him, which we we believe they they are. Yeah. 
quite a lot of complications with this one, isn't there? Yeah, I, I think if you go back to the weekend, probably the best place to start with, with, with said and Pompey are have been are keen, uh, have been keen, um, and have, have made contact uh, with Birmingham over Seddon. Now, that that that's the the the, the starting point that they they are looking for someone and they want to want to explore the opportunity and see what's what. Obviously, Steve's been recalled from AFC Wimbledon, gone back there. Um, but Birmingham do have a number of injury problems. Have had injury and form issues with Pedersen and George Friend um, at left back. So they recalled <coughs> Steve, and he was uh, sub not used at the weekend. Um, now the information, which is quite important, is that when uh, Pompey were looking at the opportunity, the vibe they were getting um, from, I believe, from the hierarchy at Birmingham was that they'd be looking towards a permanent. Um, if they were willing to do business uh, for, for Steve. So, um, yeah, Pompey are looking at, in the market. We, well, we can go into it now. They've got a certain amount of uh, leeway under the, the salary cap squad restrictions. Um, like, it's been well mooted that they, they've got, not I wouldn't call it a heavy hitter, but they've got a space for one significant signing. Um, now, Steve Seddon signed in 2019 a three-year deal at, at Birmingham at the championship level. So you can imagine what kind of money that, that would, that, that would uh, command. And if you look back to his interviews at the time, it looks like he's won the lottery, by the way, when he speaks on, around that time. He's done a couple of interviews and he's just kind of, you know, he, he, I think he did all right on that deal, put it that way. Um, Pompey, can Pompey afford to kind of pay the money that would command a permanent deal for Steve Seddon for a left back when they've got Lee Brown, who may not be everyone's favourite player, but is a solid addition. When for I think all of us certainly, um, midfield is the the most pressing area. Um, some driving midfield and no cover for Andy Cannon. So that's the kind of the context to, to the whole Steve Seddon issue. A couple of other points. Uh, it could be a moot point if, if he plays for Birmingham because it would be uh, he wouldn't be able to play for a third club in a season under EFL rules after playing for Wimbledon early on. So that would that would would just just kill the door, you know kill the deal dead effectively and possibly it might just be one that rolls on towards the end of the end of the window um uh, if, if he is surplus to requirements and friend and pedersen is favored at birmingham then they would need to probably get him out somewhere again so it might might work in pompey's favor but i think really the key which we can sort of develop now is the midfield area is, is the where pompey need to put their eggs and uh, it's not pompey being tight as some people are kind of highlight and they've got a two and a half million pound uh ceiling to operate to so it doesn't make sense for me when you've got Lee Brown as a dependable person. You can probably just get a young lad in, uh, similar to Campering, and then, and then focus on the midfield area. Can Poppy afford to take it to the windows deadline? Bear in mind that Brown has had two hamstring injuries over this past couple of months. and There's a lot of games going to be coming up. Um, Did Poppy have anybody there that could act as a, as a backup in the meantime, to like they discover what's almost said and or, or make their move elsewhere. You're probably looking at Callum Johnson, maybe shifting him over, aren't you? And playing Minogue, um right yeah. back or, or James Bolton. Um, they've got Harvey Roo, who's a, I, don't, I know he sounds a pro deal, but he's in his second year in the academy. He's probably not going to be ready, is he, to, to play <clears> league on football? Let's let's be honest. So your options are, I, I, I personally think shifting Callum Johnson over, who's played there at Accrington. I think he played left midfield before at Accrington, didn't he? It was just needs most of the times. 
you'd think he could he could do a, a job there. Okay, it's not going to be as cohesive having two right footers playing out on the on the left. We've seen that at times when when Anton Walks played there, but Walks didn't do, didn't do too bad at left back. I mean, the first playoff game against Sunderland um, played quite well up at the stage of my life when Brown was injured and, and Harnstrup was out as well. So I think that would be the plan, wouldn't it? Bring bring Johnson into the right and give Manoga a chance at, at right back because Jacker clearly thinks he's he's ready for the league. If not, you've got James Bolton there as well. So they aren't they aren't too bad. I mean it's not ideal, is it not having a natural natural left footer there? And you can't even go to wing backs really because would you want to play Curtis as a wing back? Would you want to play Michael Jacobs as a wing back? You know, it just no. it just negates the <coughs> threat really, doesn't it? In the final third, so I think if if if, if Brown wasn't quite recovered, I think Johnson had, had shipped over and, and do a job there himself. Johnny, we're not doing Lee Brown at the service because Lee Brown to me he's another rated player in the Pompey team. Yeah, he does a good yeah. job for Pompey League One, but questions start to emerge if you're talking about him as a championship defender. Again, I don't want to do Lee any disservice, but no. bringing in likes of Seddon would sort of like give an indication of where Pompey see their future. They could, they're, they're, they're possibly looking ahead to the championship. Do they need um, foresight in these signings that somebody that they can then use in the championship next season if they get up? Yeah, yeah, you sound like it was a done deal then for a second. <laughs> <laughs> Always, yeah, let's get there first. Um, yeah. But no, Steve Seddon, you would think would 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 operate. We had a operating the championship he's got that ability and I, and I think you've actually nailed it I think Lee Brown is a good sound dependable solid league one defender a little bit like Sean Raggett actually um, I've said that many many times and he's what Pompey need um, I thought when Lee Brown came in that Pompey was short on the type, the type of characters that, that like Lee Brown in the dressing room you need a few men proper men who are going to dig people out leaders and Lee Brown is, brings that and that's something many supporters perhaps don't see so um, I would never underestimate his influence. I think you've got the issue of, of games and injuries. He, he, he often has been playing with injuries in recent seasons, Lee, and got on with it. So, yeah, there's a question mark on that. And you've got a salient point with the fact that they might need to move to get, get cover in moving forward, possibly. But no, I, wouldn't, I, would, I, would, I would say probably Lee I mean he'd like to have a go at the championship of course he would um, if, he, if he got there but perhaps Pompey building for the future would look at uh, you know a, a Steve Seddon or, or what's the lad called at Leeds that, that the left hander that's quite an interesting player Davis, Davis. people like that that could are probably more um, in tune to making a step up possibly yeah I think with Brown I mean what is he now coming up to 30 30 something like that I mean if he did go off I think he'd accept in the championship he'd be there for second choice, but you need big characters still. He'd still be a key part of dressing room. Yeah. He'd still be a, an elder statesman in the championship and there to support them. I think well, he's, he's quite pragmatic, Brown. He knows his abilities. He knows what his, his strengths and weaknesses is. He's uh, quite open about that. <coughs> you know, everyone's... <coughs> and when you see the clubs who wants them in the summer, Rotherham and, and Hull and, and Wickham, who all, you know, championship, league one, that sort of a sort of ilk size. That's the sort of player he is. You know, people don't rate him, but clearly in football he is rated, isn't he? Yeah. Well, just going back to you, do you think looking back at the playoffs, Send didn't start the first game against Oxford, mm. and Lee Brown came in, and then he started the second one, but was substituted. 
Will there be any doubt in his mind that he would be, if he did come to Pompey, that he would be first choice? Or has Jacket sort of sowed a seed in his mind that, you know what, anything possible here? I think perhaps, yeah. I think um, you've only got to look at it. Like, if, if, if Panzer and Brown weren't injured, Stedham would come to Pompey last January, but it was just circumstances dictated that they needed to get a left back in and probably overachieved what many people thought he was. He was a stopgap Simon and, and was a revelation, really, wasn't he? But as you say, Lee Brown, he's defensively been absolutely superb. And now Pompey is so good attacking-wise. They've got that feeling about them every time they go forward. They look a, they look a threat and you can mm. give those players the licence to get forward. And maybe you need those that bit of solidity at the back and all those defenders who can defend a little bit better and give the forwards a little bit more license. You like to care to sort of J-hubs if it's on the left and you need to, and I think of Brown attacks quite well as well to be honest with you. I think he gets slated a little bit for that but if you need someone to just hold hold the rein a little bit and just hold the position going right you lads you do your business I'm, I'm happy to, to sit five yards and if anything breaks I'll get back then certainly Brown's, Brown's got that. <clears throat> There's games obviously where you need an attack and left back. I've seen that when when Jack has played Pring at times, but yeah, I, I, I do think. And, and by all accounts, said and he didn't light up his second second seller. No, Wimbledon by what what Wimbledon fans have said. So it, it's not a it's not a foregone conclusion. He's going to come in and and like to touch play like to touch paper again. Is it? He, he, he might come in and find himself behind Brown and. I think Seddon really, really liked Steve Brown's a left back the first time he was in here. And over the playoffs, if you had to rate who was the better player, if you were just looking at those two games in isolation, if you'd never seen well. play before, you'd be saying yeah. Brown by far is the better player. Best so, player full start, wasn't he? Probably. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I think Seddon's got to weigh that up. Does he want to go back to Wimbledon where he's probably going to be finishing lower mid table or does he want to come and have another goal promotion back to his career? He might think, right, I, I, I can come in here, play a little bit of a part and obviously then it opens up the fact that Pompey might try and sign permanently again in the summer and that gives him a, a boost, doesn't it, for his career because he looks surplus to requirements, doesn't he, at, at Birmingham. Right, Johnny, let's shift up the pitch a wee bit to the midfield area, which you <coughs> can start. We keep yep. on here and yes, Pompey have the means to bring in a good player and we are assuming that that good player will be a midfielder. What's the latest on that search? Um, well, I mean, it, it's just ongoing at the moment. Um, speaking to Kenny Jacket in a story that we did, he was actually kind of exploring the, the, the area there. And it was quite amusing, actually, because I, he was on the back foot slightly at first when I said, you haven't got anyone quite like Andy Cannon. He said, well, we've got Bryn Morris and we've got Ben Close. And then... <laughs> I had to then follow up. Well, I might, I might have been a bit harsh on, you know, it might be a bit a little harsh on Ben, but those two are more defensive. And then he kind of went full circle and said, yeah, we haven't got anyone like Andy Cannon, you're right. But then he did caveat it with, we haven't got anyone like Tom Nader as well, which is probably right. Um, so whether, I mean, it's going to be a forward thinking driving midfield. They haven't, probably haven't got anyone that can run like Andy Cannon and, and transition defence to attack. And, and as Kenny said himself, you know, this is weekly mentioned Ben Thompson. We haven't had anyone since Ben Thompson like to do that, is it? So yeah, um, and, and Kenny brought that one up. Um, so yeah, that's that's where it seems to be at. Identities, no, I'm not hearing any any specifics at the moment. Um, but then, as Kenny's also indicated himself, he feels that 
<coughs> it's going to be the second half of the window from about the 15th, 20th on onwards that um, uh, that things will start to accelerate. And then the fra- that was framed within a story we talked about championship subs, which is a real issue for for uh, Pompey in the market that they go for uh, fringe championship players like Ben Thompson was, um, like they were hoping Harry Souter was before he started playing at Stoke. Uh, obviously, now nine subs are allowed in the championship now, so that is a, a, a bit of a headache. Now, Kenny played the game with his quotes. He, he had to use it as he probably was, you know, would argue with any player he was in, in negotiations with. They, they, have, they have to come to a point where, where regardless of squads, um, regardless of salary caps, which I understand championship players are still not quite getting their head around what, they get, what their running power is, and it's become a bit of a, an issue. Hello, Boris. Here he is. There's my front doorbell ringing. All right. The pit bull. Um, yeah, so uh, I forgot to tell you where I was now. So, yeah, basically, <laughs> oh, French, French players have got to re- probably realign themselves about what their earning power is in the, in the championship. But Kenny thinks that over the, the second half of the window, players, whether um, the championships sub numbers or not, they're going to have to like, look to play football and that will open the door for some signings to come. Loan signings, I must say, as well. Sorry, my dog has totally distracted me there. <laughs> so, well, you again, you love doing these types of stories. You've been looking around, see potential people probably could be interested in. Is there anybody in your mind that gives the, the, the viewers some sort of... Indication? Done this already. Max you asked me this last week. <laughs> I wasn't here last week. The week before, then. Oh, the week before. <laughs> Go on then, Boy Scout boy. Come up with some more. If I've got to repeat them, which you, you did a story from as well on the website. <laughs> um, it was Max Sanders, yeah, off the ball at Wickham. Um, who else was in there? I'm just trying to have a thing. Tony Clifford, uh, Luton, Jordy, you right, mentioned yeah. Moncair as well. Moncair. I mean, the interesting one now, though, is, is Preston because they've signed um, Jason Malumby, um from yeah. Britain. They're also trying to bring in what, Whiteman. Um, Whiteman. Yeah, so they, they've got, you know... A surplus of centre midfields is there. So the one that I, I put on the list as well is um, is Tom Bayless who moved to Preston for about I think it was close to a million pound from Coventry in the summer of 2019, and he hasn't really oh, had yeah. a look in. Totally really yeah. yeah, he hasn't really had a look in there since. So I mean, if if they get Ben Whiteman in, knows a little bit about. Um, I think it's Pearson might have interest from from Burnley, so that might change things, but. If they put all those midfields as Preston, then you've got to uh, you've got to wonder whether they're going to let one out. It just depends whether they want to let someone like a, a Tom Bayless go to League One or get him to a club the bottom end of, of the Championship, where it might help his progress a little bit further, given he's already played in League One. So yeah, that's another one as well. That's probably one I'll certainly be be keeping a, a, an eye on anyway, because it's just um, just interesting how I many centre midfields they've got there at Deepdale. This is what we're all yeah. doing, isn't it? I mean, this time of time of year, you're just going to look at the subs each week in the championship. Who's mm. not playing? Who, who needs the minutes? It's not rocket science to work out which area Pompey are looking at, and then look to their to their market. You would think that they, that would be their key market. They're not going to. They'd prefer that rather than looking to gamble on someone stepping up. I mean, obviously they are looking at young emerging players, but yeah, I mean we're all doing it as well. So we we'll see we we'll see what happens. Might be a bit different oh. this week with the FA Cup, of course, but um, yeah. 
just just keep tabs. Bagus is a good shout. He's that quite rangy kind of almost quite thin lad, isn't he? Quite rangy. Yeah, thin lad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think he's, he's obviously quite energetic. So a little bit of filling out to do, but you know, if you if you don't come someone someone's the only thing is, would would you say he hasn't got that low centre of gravity as, as Cannon? Would you? That's the only. That's the only thing. Maybe Jack wants someone to, to dovetail with Neil. Have, have that well, I don't know. I don't know about that because he kind of. I think he was kind of alluding to that when I spoke to him. That he kind of said, "Are you going to get like for like?" I don't think we necessarily are. I think he mm. wants someone to go into that role, but I don't think he necessarily wants a a kind of clone of of Andy Cannon. So it's yeah, it's what what they can do, isn't it? I mean, mm. a bit like Cameron McGee last year. Yeah, uh, Johnny, we might want to sound like a broken record, but it's no doubt many fans will accuse us of being, but. Ben Thompson's not getting a look at Millwall stuff. It's it's fair to say Pompey will not be exploring that option again this winter. <laughs> right, I've got a lot to just explain to listeners now that every Pompey talk we do a story that goes on Portsmouth.co.uk, and you've got to ask the question. So then, probably angle a story. No, 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 that's not the reason why I'm not there at all. <laughs> might get some hits. Might get some hits. We know that Ben Thompson gets hits. So I don't know. There's me being a cynic, suggesting that no. you have to throw Ben Thompson in there, just so uh, we can kind of uh, throw this one out there. But I will yeah, answer your question. But... <laughs> um, but no, it's off the table at the moment. Ben, it won't not off the table for good. I know there's an element of fans that think that this name comes up and we're just rolling it out, and it's never been on the cards. Pompey were close, close last window to getting Ben to the point where they were getting the the, the social team. Were, were discussing ways in which they could announce Ben's arrival. That's an indicator of how close he was to coming to Pompey. Um, so, yeah, the, 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 the big barrier, to take Millwall's you know, thoughts about the issue, but Ben does not want to step down to League One at the moment. He doesn't want to play his football where he, where he was a couple of years ago, and he's made it, you know, reasonable progress and shown he's a championship player. And he's earned that opportunity to play there, isn't he? So I, I totally understand. As much as he appreciates Pompey, as much as he's got so many friends at Pompey, um, it's not one that really works at the moment. Now, this time next season or next summer, where Pompey are in the Championship, different question, quite possibly. So uh, does that give you a nice little story to write, Mark? Yeah, listen, you used to say <laughs> what story you want to write from this here. I'll let you say it. <laughs> no, I just thought it's good, it's good to clarify this because... It is, it is. Substitutes... Nine players sitting on the bench at championship levels. Ben Thompson hasn't been playing as regularly as he probably wants. Millwall being linked mm-hmm. the again. It's to me it's a natural thing to, to at least get out there. Um talking about <coughs> moves. Sorry, Jordy. Um talking about potential moves. Well, there's still a wee bit of doubt about Downing's long-term future. There's been a bit of you this is a story you actually ran during the week. There's been a bit of interest from him. And then obviously there is the issue of Michael Eilson as well. Yeah, Paul Dan, I mean, we all know he's he's surface requirements, isn't he? He hasn't played a league game for what, fifteen months, I think. God, that that long now. Nearly sixteen months now. I mean, September the sixteenth, twenty nineteen, it was Jesus in Ben. So well, he wants to get out, and my understanding is that um, a League One club and a top League Two club, so promotion chase and League Two club, have, have inquired about him. Um, that depends on whether those clubs might be able to, to move players on as well. 
and Pompey probably would be receptive to, to letting him go out on loan. I think Kenny Jackett has been very straight with Paul Down. He's been sympathetic with him. There's been no bust-ups. I know people still say, I don't know what Down has done. So I, I can clarify now. And, and I can't, Neil, Alan said it again and said, said it before. Sorry, there's been no bust-ups. There's been no bust-ups. Jackett's been very professional with him, very straight. And he said, if there's a move that he fancies, then they'll, they'll work with him. Um, because you've obviously got... What more Ragus, no. Nicolaisen, head in the pecking order, even James Bolton can do a job. But if if, if Nicolaisen obviously goes back to Michelin's, which Jackerton and Mark Allen are both optimistic it won't happen, that might that might change circumstances. Pompey might have to get someone in before they let down and go. But yeah, I mean we'll speak to Kenny Jackett later and I'm sure he might be able to shed a little bit of light on it. Hopefully touch woods, he's not up to his uh, his old tricks as we know, but that's normally for players coming in. But you know, <laughs> Paul Down, look, he's he's a really good professional, and he's not upsetting the apple cart, and that's a reason why why he's been kept around for so long. It's not like been a Pittman where he's been sent off to, to train with Bournemouth, etc. He's he's come in, he's got his head down, and I think he just accepts, and I think he just accepts that it hasn't worked out for him, and these things happen in football, and he's just got to get his career back on track now. Jordy, if if Downing goes, all of a sudden there's three spaces available in the Pompey squad. The probably look to fill all three, or do they use maybe one player's wage to sort of a <clears throat> a loan deal for a big hitter? What's the yeah? Downing's the Downing's the one, isn't it? Because he's he's on a good deal. He's on a three-year contract, I think, and um, a sizable wage. So if you can get that off the off the wage bill, that would be a massive fillet. Um, top end league two side, they could be able to cover his wages. Maybe it might just be a loan with a with a view. Is there any indication on with that? Would it be a loan with a Pompey supplement or anything like that? Will? I just it just said loan deal at, at the minute. Um, obviously, for year left, whether you yeah. cancels contract by mutual consent or whatever. But you think summer, maybe you, you think it'll be the be you won't be paying all the wages, will they? Just be paying what they yeah. can. Like if Pompey had, had banging the drum, they can only pay what the salary cap dictates. And surely all the clubs are going as well, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's a, that's a, you know, Pompey would probably have to contribute. Even so, getting a portion of that would give a degree of leeway, wouldn't it, to, mm-hmm. uh, to, to get up. But Pompey need a, need a, a left-back. Uh, they need a midfielder. Rasmus <coughs> Nikolajson's a question mark. Um, a positive-looking question mark. Uh, all the indications are that he wants to stay. Mark Catton said that. Kenny Jackett said that. Pompey needs to speak to Mitchelland, who are... Uh, very a very modern type of club in the way they they operate. They've been keeping close tabs on on um, on Rasmus, and they're very heavy on analytics and looking at what he's doing. But there seems to be signs that he's really starting to settle now. And you hear that there's quite a bit of interest in, in Rasmus from other clubs. So um, whether that's English or not, I'm not I'm not too sure. Uh, but if it points to him staying at the moment, but the Pompey again, Kenny Jackett speaking today, we might have an update on, on that one. And, and Pompey we're, we're planning to speak to uh, Michelin this week on, on that one. And obviously, obviously Wheeler, which we know, we know now as well. So uh, yeah, hopefully some clarity moving forward in the next couple of days on that. Right. Okay. Let's quick run out of time here. So let's just quickly turn to Sunday's game against Bristol city. It looks like it's head <laughs> barn any, Negative test results probably on Pompey's. Have we we not spoken about coronavirus yet? We're like, no, I haven't. We probably went about 25 minutes and not mentioned it. Like, so a bar your coronavirus test, which you've (laughs) admitted that you're going for, um, (laughs) 
But um, did Pompey take this game seriously? Did they put out a strong team? Did the team need minutes under their belts after a three-week yeah. period? Or did they just go, oh, you know, league yeah. is priority? Yeah, league's priority. But they're, they're, they're three weeks off, aren't they? So um, they, it's a game that comes at the right time for them, really, in terms of finding their way back in ahead of, uh, was it seven fixtures? All these away games that come on the bounce and then the home games in January. So perfect times coming. I think Pompey goes strong uh, because if history is any indicator of future behaviour, Kenny Jacket goes strong in FA Cup matches. He goes strong, strong pretty much in all the matches with the uh, exception of an tra- uh, Papa John's Trophy sorry, fixture. Uh, so uh, I think they go strong. And please just get a valiant defeat and get the hell out of the tournament and you know, take a few quid <laughs> and crack on with what we need to do, which is get out of this godforsaken division. Do you concur with that, Will? Indeed, I do. Yeah, as Jolie said, a valiant 1-0 defeat. No injuries, picked up. Get back, go to Peterborough, give the fringe players and a few of the kids a chance and then look on to Fleetwoods on Saturday. Good stuff. Right, well, that is nicely timed. We've got less than a minute left, so we'll spur the, the listeners any more of our, our voices and they're ringing in their ears. Um, I know I don't want to to <coughs> me either, so, and I don't particularly want to listen to Jordy coughing every two minutes. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll so find Jordy, out good if... luck with your test. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, and well, crossed. thank you. We will see you all again soon. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>